So, Faye, what do you got for us? Six young actresses auditioning for a movie role at a remote mansion are targeted by a mysterious mask murderer. Well, I guess you know what they say. Behind every curtain, someone is waiting. Something is watching. This sounds like a job for crime scene investigation. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to I Spit on Your Grades presents Crime Scene Investigation. I know what you're all thinking out there. It's been a hot minute since we last, you know, graced your ears with our beautiful, beautiful, tender sexual voices. But we've been taking a break because sometimes in life you need a break and we've been busy with other things, right? We can be honest with people why we're taking a break. I was smuggling drugs in the Cayman Islands and I got caught. So I've been in a foreign jail where I've had a lot of stuff done to my bum. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've still got like three bags of cocaine up there still. Oh, God. It's so cheap, three bags. Um, but yeah, no, no, we've, we've, we've had a break. We've um, settled ourselves down. We've re revitalised ourselves before, you know, we get shafted with two upcoming alcohol fueled um, film festivals. <laughs> that would be Cellulose Screams in Soho for anyone who's not aware. Um, and we thought, yeah, let's let's do this again. Let's let's see if us three can come back together and build this friendship that we once shared. And um, and entertain Le Massage. I mean, I don't know. I think the friendship's pretty much ruined because you guys didn't help me with the bags of Coke up my ass. So it's kind of broken trust. I mean, if you were to insert some drugs in your ass, then maybe it would even things out a little bit and I might get over the resentment of it all. There are drugs in my ass. As you know, Faye, my body is a temple and only priest or... A temple of drugs! Only, only religious people can enter, nothing else. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, it's. I think it's been far, far, far too long to like catch up on what we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming we've watched a lot. Um, so much. Was there just any highlights? Maybe one. Um, oh, let me have a think. Yes, do revenge. Okay. Absolutely phenomenal. It's like Mean Girls meets Heathers meets Strangers on a Train. Um, I mean, I say Strangers on a Train. That's the only sort of crisscross thing I know. But uh, yeah, crisscross. But um, it, it's amazing. Uh, Maya Hawke is in it and she's incredible and you th you think it's going to go one way and then it absolutely doesn't and it flips it and it goes in a different way entirely and I was like oh that's actually brilliant but I mean it's still relatively new out so I don't want to really give anything away about it but it is fantastic so please watch Do Revenge on Netflix I've, I was wondering whether I'd actually watched anything new I've actually watched some new, new stuff for Love and Thunder finally go around to watching 
I know it's not horror based, but it's absolutely brilliant. But horror wise, I've had a lot of three star films, new films recently. Clearly, I'm in a state of mind where I'm not rating anything. I will say my best friend's exorcism was perfectly fine because then we've been funnier than it were. Yes. Who invited them was a fun 90 minutes. I liked who invited them. Speak speak no evil. Right. I have a bugbear on this because they speak. Yeah, I will speak. I will speak evil because I know a lot of people love it, and that's fine. I can, if, if you love it, that's great. The amount of people like, oh, I couldn't cope with attention. I couldn't sleep. Couldn't couldn't get back to watch other stuff. Just get back to normal afterwards. Yeah. No, no. no. I'm sorry. Have you seen it, Mercer? I have not seen it, so I will not pass judgment on people or Chris until I have seen it, and then I will either side with or against. Okay. But you'll know about it when I do. Wait, I think, it, I was, I think you'll be on our side, to be honest. I think I think you'll feel the same that we did. Is it on Shudder or...? Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to start paying for Shudder or something, aren't I? You I'm will so have to eventually. Yeah. And, then, and then you'll forget your password, and then you'll never get your password back. For months. There has been a lot of great stuff added to Shudder as well. A lot of stuff that played Fright Fest. We got Sissy and Deadstream have both been added recently. And before we go on to your, what you've been watching, Mercer, just a shout out to the 101 scariest moments on Shudder because it's actually been really fab. Um, nothing, it's nothing over long. It's well informed and to the point. They're about 40, 50 minutes an episode. It's nice to see in the 100 scariest moments that they do have a lot of more recent stuff in there. It's not your traditional scares you'd expect to see in a list like that. But anyway, Mercer, what have you been watching? I mean, you know, yeah, it's been a while. I've I, I, pretty much like Chris, I've had like a lot of disappointment um, and regret over my film choices um, in this space of time. I've seen some good stuff, but like pref- mainly repeats. But one thing that did genuinely stick out to me and I... I Dodd was You Are Not My Mother. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant, From, isn't it? Uh, Kate Dolan. I was kind of blown away by it. Mm. Like, throughout the entire thing, like, that kind of subtle, kind of quiet, like, horror story that's, you know, and you're not even sure whether it is a real horror story. You're not sure who the villain is. Like, you know, to start with, the kind of, use of like mental illness to drive the story without it being kind of exploited was like made a change I think it was perfect like practically perfect I'm gonna say perfect I might say perf- I've, I've said it I've said perfect I've done it I loved it I loved every moment of it that was one of the films that was at Glasgow this year um we're a strong run at Glasgow um, and yeah, I will like you. I was absolutely blown away by it. I thought it was fantastic. And I think that's also on Shudder now. It's, either, it's, it's on some streaming site. It might be Prime. I think it's on Prime. I wish I had Netflix. Oh, it must be Netflix. There It'll be go. Netflix. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you'd have but, just asked me where I'd have watched it, you'd have yeah. got that yeah. straight away. <laughs> Instead of fishing around every streaming platform that there is. Trying to get sponsors. That's why, isn't it? The more you say it, <laughs> They'll come running. They can hear you. They'll come running. Yeah, I can see Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix banging on our doors right now. They're watching uh, me on Twitter. Don't be mistaken, sir. They are waiting for the opportune moment. 
Well, anyway. Anyway, enough of this jazz. Let's move on to this jazz, which is um, this week's episode, which, as we said at the start, is 1983's Curtains from director, director Richard Siupka and writer Richard Guzzer Jr., um, who I just need to throw this out there immediately. Richard Guzzer Jr. is also one of the masterminds behind the excellent, excellent TV series that is no longer with us, Sunset Beach. Um, <laughs> I, ne- I never know when you start these things whether you're going to refer to Sunset Beach or El Dorado. Um, so, yeah, we went Sunset Beach. It's Well, honestly, Sunset Beach might be one of my favourite TV shows yeah. ever, um, just because it's fun. And it doesn't make any sense. Was it El Dorado um, or Sunset Beach with the turkey baster? That's Sunset Beach. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so this one's basically, there's a film being made by some director, Jonathan Stryker. Don't know if anyone noticed, but in the credits, Jonathan Stryker's actually down as the director of this film. I didn't know. Uh, no. Yeah, so it's kind of like a choice that um, he made, the actual director made, was to use the character's name as the director of Curtains. Don't know if that was to distance himself from it <laughs> or to, um, to confuse us. Hmm. Could be anything, really. Uh, but yeah, so he's making his latest film, um, which is called Audra. And initially there's this like world-renowned actress, uh, Samantha Sherwood, who's played by Samantha Egger, who would be undertaking the part of Audra, but part of her wanting to do that means she wants to do some actual um, research. And when I say research, I mean like, what's it called now when you're like- Method acting. Method, yes. So she gets herself committed. Uh, gonna, like you do. She's gonna, what do you call it? Um, oh my God, not reverse, wacky and phoenix it. Full wacky and phoenix it, full Jared Leto it. Whatever she's doing, she's doing it. She got yeah. herself committed. And um, the idea was just to live through like a while in this mental institute. Um, I don't really know what happens, right? Because she she just suddenly starts getting a little bit crazy, as you can see throughout the film going on, because she doesn't leave. And then um, Jonathan almost kind of like abandons her there. Yeah, that was his plan all along was so, to get rid of Samantha Sherwood. So it seems like she's gone in there and she's either gone crazy to the point where he doesn't want any responsibility for it, so just throws away a story and goes, Actually, now she's not doing this to further apart, she's doing this because she's insane, or he is just trying to get rid of her so he can go with all these other women who look identical to her which will be confusing for us going forward in the film. It's confusing. We, we don't know who is who in this. I don't know who, who is who in this film. I mean, the opening, no is a ki- the opening is a killing that's revealed not to be a killing. And he goes that way the whole way. He goes that way through it. Yeah. It's it confusing from the off. And it, at this point, though, I didn't have high hopes for it because I thought, oh, this is a, a campy little number, isn't it? One of my earliest notes says, the tallest woman in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I weirdly, from as much as I can remember it, I know what you're referring she's to. She's, I think, it's when she's on stage, and the stage is about a two, like a, a quarter of, of scale version. So she looks like she's touching the top 
of the uh, stage curtain. My my second note is actually this woman looks tall on the stage. And my notes don't mention height at all because I oh. just genuinely keep... <laughs> sorry to let everyone down. We could have a threesome. A threesome? No. A three-way. No way. Yeah. There's no way to say it without it being wrong. No, I know. I was, I was feeling really pernickety during this film, clearly, because when, when they go to see the psychiatrist dude, when they say, so they go to the doctor and the receptionist says, do you have an appointment? And the guy goes, he's expecting us. So yes, so yes is the answer to do you have an appointment. Oh, okay. You were, you were being picky. But anyway, so um, we... We've got a committed. She goes crazy. He decides I'm going to recast Audra and I'm going to ask one of six other actresses who aren't actresses at all. I think one of them is an actress. The others are like a dancer, an ice skater, a stand-up comedian, something else, something else, because we don't know who these girls are, really. Yeah. Um, but somebody tells... Or somebody tells Samantha, don't know who, some mysterious female voice. I thought this was going to be a twist later on. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> she gets out and suddenly she's gone from this crazy, like, oh, I've lost my mind to, yes, I will get my part back. I'm going to audition myself. Uh, and she rocks up at this ski village, whatever. Where are they? They're in the middle of nowhere in a mansion. A cabin? In the snow. A cabin in the woods, but in the snow. Yeah. What a shock. Um, and yeah, and I think, like you said, most of this just stops making. I just, I just don't know who anyone is. The problem is they, because they're all going for the same part, so they've all got to look about them. But at some point, they all just become the same person. And even when they're having conversations with another girl, it's like they're having conversations with themselves. That's, that's it. There's very little to differentiate who's talking to who, any point. So when the killings do start piling up later on, you are left looking at it going, no, oh, she's dead, I'm sure she were. Yeah. You end up spending a good chunk of the film working your way back, trying to work out who's already been picked off and when. So odd. Yeah, and I, I think the introduction to the girls is very bizarre because we do get kind of an introduction to um, Pater, this stand-up comedian. Yes. Oh, God, she's hysterical. No, she's not. Um, she wrote that stand-up herself as well. The actress wrote that stand-up. So I thought she was a stand-up comedian. I'm not sure what she is. Um, but we do get kind of an introduction to her. And we also get an introduction to what I believe is a nameless actress who's supposed to be auditioning for the role. And we have a fake rape scene, a couple of fake... A man breaks into her house, but it's a boyfriend. Oh, you know, yeah, sorry. Totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, so, like, fake rape. Then um, a couple of, like, um, oh, no, I woke up from a dream murders um, or something. And then I think she really gets murdered. And there's a doll. And and I don't understand Wait, why. Actually, no. Is that not the one of the? And fake, there's a film. Is that not the one of the fake ones that she wakes up from? The doll. One? I think it is. I think the doll one's a fake one because yeah. I watched it. I was like, "There's no way this could be happening," and then it wasn't. Yeah, 
There's a lot of fake outs, more than there needs to be. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, the only stat I can only remember one standout scene from the whole thing, and I don't. I we're not even near that scene. Well, don't I'm, ruin it. Don't I'm not. Zelda from Terror Hawks come running through the streets to kill this woman. That's the one. With the dog. That's that's an ice skating one, isn't it? Is that the ice? No, skating? no, 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 no. We all know the ice skating one is because that's and what I'm remembering, and I'm pretty sure I'm only remembering it because it was part of a quiz question for the showroom Halloween quiz. And I think that's the only reason I remember it. This was not a memorable film. Um, it's, it's all right, you know. Well, um, I think, you know, we've had this first murder. Um, my, my, my biggest takes at the moment are, I kind of like this mask, but it does remind me of Zelda from Terror It Hope. does. I hope yeah. do something to kind of flip that up. Uh, and my second biggest thing I was taking is, oh my God, everything's so dark so I can't see anyone. So I don't really like, um, when they're outside, it's fine. But when they're indoors, I'm like, I like these girls all sound the same. They all look the same. I can't distinguish anything between them. And you brought the lighting right down, almost as if like maybe they're being clever and trying to make it make us feel like it's just one person. And it's like maybe... Um, in my mind, this is where I'm going. Oh my God, it's like identity. So Samantha's still in the mental hospital and these are all six different versions of her. And that's like, you know, like why they're so similar and so like unbreakable and so like indistinct because we're going to kill off all these different versions of her and then just be left with one in the bed that's crazy. Um, that's amazing. But yes, I'm not that deep. Well, not that deep. You know. I like to try and give films something. I know. Deeper. And I, I appreciate that you were trying to give this film something deeper because it needed it, um, other than what was playing out. It wasn't a terrible film. It certainly wasn't the worst film I've watched. But again, I'm confused about a lot of it, about what happened and who's who, because I'm like, all right. There were so many scenes as well that I think were just thrown in. Uh, I mean, my note's not as clear as, as I would like it to be. But, like, what the fuck was that puppet scene? Puppet scene? Puppet scene. What puppet scene? Did it scene? exist? <laughs> did, did you make this up? <laughs> We're only half an hour to film. It must have really happened. <laughs> oh, can, can I just say, you're saying that that mask looks like Zelda. I've got a note here that says it looks like Gillian McKeith. Don't you dare ruin it for me. That's my <laughs> note later on as well. I like literally when she's skating across the ice, I'm like, oh my God, it's Jillian McKeith skating across the ice. It really is. I'm sorry. And then, she, I'm... and then when she flops down, I'm like, oh my God, like I think Jillian McKeith watched this before she went into the jungle. Anyone who didn't know it, Google Jillian McKeith. I'm a celebrity in the jungle. Jillian McKeith? Oh, Jillian McKeith. I'm all a celebrity time. in the jungle. TV fainting. Yeah. And I thought she took her inspiration from this film and based her look on that character. Absolutely. No but doubt. I'm glad, that, I'm, glad that, I'm glad other people saw the Gillian McKee <laughs> of it all. Um, because it, it, it was quite disturbing. Yes. Um, As is Gillian McKee. But just, I mean, we may as well get to that skating scene because literally... I don't really know what happens before it other than confusion. confusion Some stuff happens. Confusion. He walks around like Charlton Heston with his weird voice. 
the ladies walker is bit of a perv, I think. I think he gets them in a room one by one or yeah, something. He's, yeah, he's definitely a Weinstein um, <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> well, he is, isn't he? He is, he um, is, he is. Yeah, but also what really confused me was the way that Samantha just goes along with the fact that, like, with everything he's doing, like, she hadn't walked in there and gone, this man had me committed and left me to rot in, like, a cell. She's gone, I'm going to audition and get this part. And there's even a scene where they're arguing and one of the girls hears and she goes in and she's like, and Samantha's like, oh, oh no, they're like, oh, we were rehearsing for a play. And she's like, yes, it was just a play, darling. And I'm just like, why are you not just telling these girls that this man's a deviant? Do you, do you think she doesn't want them to know because then they might start digging and find out she's escaped from a mental hospital? Because, I mean, I can't see any other reason why. And nobody's... He's not questioned how she's escaped or anything and nobody's coming after her. So I think she's just trying to hide the fact of where she's come from. But he knows where she's come from. Yeah, but why any questioning it? Why is he like? Yes, and why is she not saying to these people, "I was committed, but fraudulently"? These these are all questions we would like answers to, but ultimately don't get them. No, what we ultimately got was a twenty odd minute skating scene of someone who's meant to be a professional skater who does the most basic, basic me in a skating ring skated. And she's like super chuffed with herself. I mean, where what? were the pirouettes around Zelda? Could have been running yes. rings around her. And how is the other one suddenly like a professional skater and able to stay up on the ice? Well, we, we don't know what the other one is yet at this point. Remember? Well, no, I mean, we do, but we know she's. But the audience don't. We know they're not a skater. But they're just standing yeah. up on the ice, so they're not. Yeah, they're not, Olymp- they're not the Olympics. The basic side to side, but the kill weren't. No, I'm not. I can't even say the kill weren't bad because it was just boring, right? Yeah, after, quite after, boring. After that build up, it should have been something spectacular. But yeah, especially seeing as it's quite a famous scene as well, you would have thought there were a better payoff at the end. Sadly, not. Hmm. And then. Why is it, I'm just moving on, so obviously everyone's really dull and boring. Why is it that every time Samantha enters a room, it's literally like, do you know like when you've watched Sunset Beach or a soap opera in America, and there's like a pause and like a story takes five weeks to start and then it comes back and someone dramatically walks into a room, Mm. like for no reason at all, like I'm making a cup of tea, drama. Um, Every time she walks into a room, it's just like literally a scene from a soap opera. She's theatrical, darling. Theatrical. Oh, yeah, she's theatre, isn't she? She's mm. theatre, yeah. Um, I think this is um, the only time, actually, where while I was watching the film, I actually went, oh, there's a little bit of decent acting going off here. And it's when Pate, um, played by Lynn Griffin, started losing her shit a little bit at um, the director, saying, you want this office, you want this office, you're not, like, what are we supposed to be? Um, it's the first time I actually saw it, and I thought, yeah, this is... This is not bad. I can't even remember that scene. No. Yeah, it's like the best scene in the movie. It's the most like dramatic. Best actors, anyway. I think oh, she's okay. the only one who actually gives um, levels in her performance. Mm. Uh, everyone else is just pretty flat if they get to speak. Again, when they do, it was the same person for me. Yeah, that's the problem. I can't. 
it's like I'd have struggled the day after to pick out who was who to revisit it six, seven weeks after the uh, the fact the of however long it's been. Everyone just blurs in the wood. So I did get like a couple of key characters, to be honest. So there was the obviously this is Samantha, and then there's the second elder actress um who we see gets on gets it on a little bit with the director Richard Stryker. Yeah. Um, she finds the head of the ice skating girl in yes. the toilet. Um I love films where um I don't love them. I love that <laughs> she's she's seen this head in a toilet. She freaks the fuck out. She goes for help, and the the man in the film is like, "You're just imagining things, woman. <laughs> You're just imagining it." And she, as a strong woman, goes, "Well, yeah, you're a man telling me this, so I must have just imagined it." I like, I, oh, I don't get why that. Like, why do why do they always do that in these older films? Older films, it's on the eighties. Men, men knew best back then, Mercer. But he, I, I, like, I hated his character. I think he was such a slimy cunt. Um, I mean, he is, but I'm not going to say to be fair to him because he's a dick. But what I would say is, if we were if we were staying in a lodge with someone and someone went, oh, there's a head in the toilet. And we went there, and there's nothing, no blood, no head. Our immediate response wouldn't be to go, "Well, yeah, I'm sure." Well, clearly, clearly, that is what's happened. There is, think, there was a head in there. The thing is, if there were, if I found a head somewhere, and then there were no evidence of it, like twenty seconds later, I would still be getting the fuck out of there. Whether people followed me or not, I would still be leaving because I know what I saw. Yeah, I think there's the yeah. fact that he's. He's broken and down though, isn't he? In this kind of ain't no man fucking... keeping me in a cabin murder house. No, I mean he's broken and down though in this kind of Kubrick director directorial obsession kind of thing, where they've got no idea whether they're what they're seeing is is real or not. He I... wishes it were Kubrick. No, yeah, I know. He, you know exactly what. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know you with mean. it, but this this is one of them things though, where I think like you know, I know we can't change the movie, even though we do all the time, but they could have just used like just a little bit of like um like just a thought process and gone why don't we just put the mask in the toilet so that when they go the mask is in the toilet and then they could be like there's just a fucking mask in the toilet and that might then genuinely make her go oh shit maybe i did just freak out and question it for no reason at all i i think you're asking too much from a film that's basically chosen the same actress six times over <laughs> I think um, my possibly my favourite scene comes up in a bit, which is the dancing girl who starts dancing. I don't know why they do these things, starts dancing, but she literally just looks like she's squatting for a shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, like she's grabbing a bel air, like she's contemporary dancing, but I don't think she's a dancer. And if she is, I'm sorry. But she's like <laughs> grabbing a belly and then squatting and then getting up and like looking relieved and then oh no gotta squat again and i'm just like that is me after like a really really heavy night out <laughs> it reminds me of that alan carr joke when uh he's like he wants to tell you his dad asks him a question he goes i can't answer that but i can show you through the medium of dance <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what girls like that are like it's superior looking mother fudges yeah Mm. Oh, yeah, of course, Asperia. Of course, everyone's going to try and emulate something from somewhere. Uh, uh, and then she gets killed. 
Number four gets killed. Number four gets killed. I don't even know and if it's number four. I'm just picking a number out of air. Girl, we, we tried to work this out. There was the girl in the car, girl on the ice. She's number three. Number four is... Um, girl in the ring. <laughs> number four is when Richard Stryker gets shot. And then the fourth girl dies somewhere along there with him. And he gets shot by a female. We know that much. Yeah. Uh, we safely assume it's Samantha. Uh-huh. We've got her. And then number five is the girl who nobody knows who she is, but there's an entire sequence of her running around a barn and climbing through doors, and and nobody knows who this girl is. I just remembered anything. <laughs> yeah, this girl's not the comedian girl, and she's not any of the other girls that See, I've seen before. That's, that's she's there. I, that's why I got so confused because we were watching it, and you were like, you were like, like no, it must be this person. And I sit there going, no, I have no, I have no, I've not seen this person. I have no idea who this person is. And she finds a dead body, and I don't know who that is. She finds a dead body in a hot tub, and I'm like, who's been in the blood? No, that's the when that the on set dude, the I wouldn't say technician, the technician guy is up there is flirting with them. Yeah, the, the guy with the tash. Yeah, who's been in the hot tub for about three days. They've yeah. not noticed he's been missing for about three days at this point. I think they I just, just lobbed some bodies in there just to mess with us. I think they just threw some extra bodies and went, this will confuse her. Yeah, well, I think they went, what have we done? What have we done already? Uh, <laughs> we don't remember. Put a girl yeah. over there, quick. <laughs> yes, quick, bring... Yeah, I think I literally think they wrote that script and went, oh, my God, we've killed everyone and we've not given an ending, so let's just add an extra character from people. nowhere. No one will know because, as you said, they're all the same. All these girls are exactly the same, except they've got different talents, which is why I thought they were different parts of Samantha, which would have been much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have this girl running around. No one knows who she is. No one gives a fuck when she gets dragged off to be killed because throughout the entire sequence, I do honestly think all three of us were probably just going, I don't know where she's come from. Uh-huh. So I don't care that she dies. Um, and then we get um, Samantha being all cocker about how she's killed the director of the film. I mean, who's going to make the film now, Samantha? Who's going to yeah. hire her now? That's what I want to know. And that's when we learn that Pater, the comedian, has been the killer all along. That's not the best part, though. What's the best part? The best part is that she learned all about it whilst in the mental asylum with the woman and i was like yeah. oh yeah cool. excuse me yeah of course because all the stand-up stuff she does is actually just in her head isn't it yeah uh-huh okay fine but why but why you do this though why not it's it's and just you- stupid is it not stupid Yeah, they the whole thing stupid. Nothing made sense. <laughs> like that's like, like honestly, my only my real real takeaway from this movie is like at one point I thought, am I stupid? Is it me? Because the me, am I the driver? Yeah. How can I not understand or distinguish 
anything. It, I, like, um, I've just spat on myself. I'm not emotional about it. I've, I've got a confession to make. Oh, this film wasn't... I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, beautiful listener. This film was not randomly picked. I picked this film because I thought, I am not watching another fucking bad crime film. I'm not doing it. I need to watch a decent one to restore my faith in humanity. And look what happened when I went against the random generator gods. You can't escape. This is what happened. You can't escape the fickle hand of crime. I can't. Well, it's coming from there. There you go. That's a lesson for everyone. If you cheat, you fail. Ultimately, you fail. Yes. So, as usual, we've scored the film, we've graded the film, and I can now reveal that Curtains, the film Faye had all high hopes for, came in with a grade E. 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 He waggled. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Faye. Sorry. Thanks for ruining Again, again, cheating doesn't pay, kids. (laughs) Cheating does not pay. I'm looking forward to when we cover the sequel, Carpet. (laughs) (laughs) When it matches the the carpet. Oh, why did we both go for the same joke? We're so predictable and filthy. (laughs) We're so old. It's a dad joke. We made dad jokes. Um, Yeah, sorry, guys. Maybe next time it'll be a better one, but um, looking through Prime on a daily basis like I do, I'm not hopeful. There's loads of terrible, terrible films to be watched. Unfound gems out there. There are. There are unfound gems out there. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do want to see what gems we do find, then you can always follow us on the socials. We are Spitgrays on both Instagram and Twitter. I spit on your grades on Facebook. And you can always email us at electricfossil.gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe should you like this episode. And go for our back catalogue and please recommend us to your friends. All right. We will be back at some point, maybe next week, maybe six months from now. Who knows what our current recording strategy we're unpredictable. We are unpredictable. Now we'll be back again shortly. I imagine. Shortly. Soon. Soon. Sure, maybe. Who knows? Okay. So before before so let's say goodbye. <laughs> before we come back, let's say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.